Thank you for coming on today's AA meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Not official meeting, just a personal electronic new life meeting. I guess I could have a catchy name like uh, West Oaks Grove. That's where we have our meetings, by the way, at the park. All right, let's go ahead and open it up with a serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I like to say this one. God, I give you my work today on the things that I cannot handle. And give me rage to change those things I can and strength and ability to know the difference. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and read today's uh, daily reflection. But let's start off with a little 24-hour book first, please. Appreciate you guys coming in here. It's awesome to see you, um, you coming in on a daily basis. High five to you. We are in camaraderie, fellowship, bright mind, same setting. We want sobriety with all our hearts and minds and souls. And we want others, too, to come into the fold and to stay in the middle of the herd. May 16th, 8th for the day. In the story of the Good Samaritan, the wayfarer fell among robbers and was left lying in the gutter, half dead. And a priest and a Levite both passed by on the other side of the road. But the good Samaritan was moved with compassion and came to him and bound up his wounds and brought him to an inn. Wow. Heavy, huh? And brought him to an inn, a hotel, and took care of him. And remember, he paid for the guy when he left, he was a salesman, and he paid. He told the innkeeper, he says, hey, if this guy stays longer than intended, I'll pay you the rest when I come back. And then 24-hour book says, do I treat another alcoholic like the priest and the Levite or like the good Samaritan? Can you imagine when this AA was created, uh, tens and tens of thousands of alcoholics were dying. When prohibition hit, they couldn't get alcohol, so they went to other substances to drink. You know, with a, you know, they started sniffing glue, you know, and all kind isopro alcohol, and they start dying and dying. That's why what Bill's writing, if you can see in the Bill's writing, goes go anywhere, you'll find tens of thousands of people passing away because they're the need of a spiritual program to abstain from alcohol. Amen. All right, meditation for the day. Never weary in prayer. When one day you see how unexpectedly your prayers have been answered, then you will deeply regret that you have prayed so little. Prayer changes things for you. Practice praying until you trust in God has become strong. And then pray on because it has become so much a habit that you need it daily. Keep praying until prayer seems to become communion with God. That is the note on which true times of prayer should end. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may form the habit of daily prayer. I pray that I may find the strength I need as a result of this communion. 
Amen. That's one of the reasons that I start out a lot of times my meetings with the Lord's Prayer because it's so powerful and so wonderful. It says, Our Father, who art in the heavens, holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Before you go, let's go ahead and read the uh, daily reflections and then the uh, my King Solomon, his views for today on the 16th. We forgive. Daily reflections. Often it was while working on this step with our sponsors or spiritual advisors that we first felt truly able to forgive others, no matter how deeply we felt they had wronged us. Our moral inventory had persuaded us that all-around forgiveness was desirable. But it was only when we resolutely tackled step five that we inwardly knew we'd be able to receive forgiveness and give it to. Amen. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 58. What a great feeling forgiveness is. What a revelation about my emotional psychology, psychology, psychological and spiritual nature. All it takes is willingness to forgive. God will do the rest. Amen. Amen. When, uh, that's where the seven-step prayer comes in handy. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. You know, people say that Another word for forgiveness is to repent because, you know, uh, repentance requires forgiveness. If I repent, say, for instance, I wasted a lot of time in doing frivolous actions and then I, I felt bad. I started be so I said, God, forgive me for those actions. I repent of them. And boom, I feel the river of life come through. I go, wow, what an experience. If it wasn't for the need to to as for forgiveness for something I did wrong, then I wouldn't know the power of the river, of the flow of grace. And it's the same thing in here in forgiving others. If there wasn't a calamity in a situation that I need to forgive others, ask, forgive myself or ask God, then I wouldn't have known the flow. So each past old problem, if I thank God about it and go back, and write about it, I'm going to be able to find treasures in it. I'm going to be able to find directions. I'm going to uh, corrosion or corrosive information that will, it was intended for me to get my head straight and go on the merry-go-way. That makes sense to me. I'll stick to that. <laughs> That'll hold water. I'll put that in my tea for, for this time around. It's substance to hold my day. All right, let's go ahead and run to Proverbs 22, please, like I mentioned. Excuse me, Proverbs 16. 
And I, I'm liking it from the Passion Translation. I've been reading the Passion Translation lately, and I'm trying to get through the whole month just reading the Passion Translation. So I thank God for the U version that I use because I'm able to, when something is obscure, I run through different translations real quick. Like It was like the old days. I, I had a Bible that had four different translations on it. You know, and I and love to go through the power of Proverbs. But now technology has moved forward, made it easy for us to, um, you don't have to carry around all those books with me. Here you go, Passion Translation, Proverbs 16. It says, go ahead and make all the plans you want, but it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. Go ahead, make all the plans you want, but it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. We are all in love with our own opinions, convinced they're correct. But the Lord is in the midst of us, testing and probing our every motive. Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself then every plan you make will succeed. The Lord works everything together to accomplish his purpose. Even the wicked are included in his plans. He sets them aside for the day of disaster. Yahweh, which is the uh, Hebrew name for God, Yahweh detests all the proud of heart, for pride attracts the punishment. And you can count on that. You can avoid evil through surrendered worship and the fear of God, for the power of his faithful love removes sin's guilt and grips over you. You can avoid evil through surrendered worship, like thanking God for the evil, praising him, and then you'll just run. If, you, if the evil gets you, you keep at it. You can avoid evil through surrender, worshiping and thanking him, and praising him and the fear of God that, and for the power of his faithful love, the power of his faithful love removes sin's guilt and grips over you. That's the reason the sin keeps coming back is because we keep bringing it back with guilty sin and it grips over us and it's just a constant cycle. So in order for us to break this, this, the guilt is to thank God and praise them that we're going to learn a lesson when this is over. And just keep thanking him for the problem that's coming at you. Even if you're doing it, or someone's doing it, or someone else is doing it. Just relax and set. You'll be rewarded for your obedience. We will be rewarded for obedience. I need to relax and do what I tell you what to do. Or what I mentioned. Thank you. Verse 7, when the Lord is pleased with the decisions we made, he activates grace to turn our enemies into friends. Forgive and forget. Love and tolerance is our code. It is better to have little with a heart that loves justice than to be rich and not have God on your side. When your heart, within your heart, you can make plans for your future. But the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Hey, hey, I can make plans for the future 
That is awesome. I got stacks and stacks of plans and boxes and full of plans. And I'm keeping them. Someday I'm going to go through them and I say, oh, this one came to pass. That one came to pass. I'm still working on this one. So there's something about writing it and declaring it. Kind of type like a letter to the Lord. Father, I thank you for the promise promises you gave me uh, and I thank you and I praise you and I, and I know and I love you and I believe in them I believe I receive your promises amen within your heart you can make plans for future your future but the Lord chooses the steps to take to get there a king speaks the revelation of truth so he must be extraordinarily careful in the decrees that he makes the Lord expects you to be fair in every business deal, for he is the one who sets the standard for righteousness. Kings and leaders despise wrongdoing, for the true authority to rule and reign is built on a foundation of righteousness. Kings and leaders love to hear godly counsel, and they love those who tell them the truth. I love you. The anger of a king releases the messengers of death. But a wise person will know how to pacify his wrath. Life-giving light streams from the presence of a king, and his favor is showered upon those who please him. Everyone wants gold, but wisdom's worth is far greater. Silver is sought after, but a heart of understanding yields a greater return. Repenting from evil places you on the highway of holiness. Protect purity and you will protect your life. Your boast becomes a prophecy of a future failure. Protect purity and you protect your life. Your boasting becomes a prophecy of a future failure. You ever hear somebody say, I got to do this, I got to do that. I always tell them, I say, that's, that's a future failure prophecy. Um, we can't say the word never for once. I, I tell my wife, we should say, if the Lord wills, we'll achieve that. The Lord will give us success. We're just reading it that we can make our plans, but God gives the success to our plans. Even going to the laundromat, folks. Got to acknowledge the Lord at all times. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. It is better to be meek and lowly and live among the poor than to live high and mighty among the rich and famous. One skill in business discovers prosperity. But the one who trusts in God is blessed beyond belief. The one with a wise heart is called discerning and speaking sweetly to others makes your teaching even more convincing. Wisdom is a deep well of understanding open up within you as a fountain of life for others. But it's senseless to try to instruct a fool. There it is. Winsome words pour from a heart of wisdom, adding value to all you do. Teach. Adding value to all you teach. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. For they release sweetness to our souls and an inner healing to our spirits. Before every person, there's a path that seems like 
the right one to take. But it leads straight to hell. Life motivation comes from the deep longings of the heart and the passion to see them fulfill urges you onward. A wicked scoundrel wants to dig up dirt on others only to spread slander and shred their reputation. A twisted person spreads rumors. A whispering gossip ruins good friendships. A vicious criminal can be persuaded, enticing others to join him as partners in crime, but he leads them all down a despicable path. It is easy to tell when a wicked man is hatching some crooked scheme. It's written all over his face. He looks betrayed him as he gives birth to his sin. Old age with wisdom will crown you with dignity and honor. Hallelujah. For it takes a lifetime of righteousness to acquire it. Do you want to be a mighty warrior? It is better to be known as one who is patient and slow to anger. Do you want to conquer a city? Rule over your temper before you attempt to rule. Rule over your temper before you attempt to rule a city. We must toss the coin and roll the dice. But God will is greater than luck. We will toss the coin and roll the dice. But God's will is greater than luck. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Stay. Thank you, everyone, for coming in here. Today's reading, Men at Work, a a shop. Let's go ahead and open up with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Let's go ahead and do the uh, set-aside prayer. It says, Lord, we set aside everything we know about you, about our fellow man, about our this program, for a fresh new revelation in you, our fellow man, and these 12 steps to be a better service. Amen. Amen. All right, page 24 of the AA Big Book. The fact is that most alcoholics, for the reason yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against the first drink. The almost certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd into the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are hasty and readily supplanted with the old treadbare idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. 
There is a complete failure of that kind of defense that Keith won from putting his hand on a hot stove. Pass. May say to himself in the most casual way, it won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. However, uh, some of us begun to, begun to drink in this nonchalant way, and after a third or fourth pound on the bar and say, for God's sake, how do I ever get started again? Well, we have that thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop at the sixth drink, or what's the use anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he's probably placed himself beyond human aid. Unless locked up, may die, will permanently insane. And the stark, ugly facts of the, have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there have been thousands more, more convincing demonstrations. So many of us want to stop, but cannot. Amen. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride. The confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have fallen much in heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we have not even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolutely certainly that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we can never do by ourselves. Amen. Uh, if you are seriously alcoholic as we were, we, we believe that there's no middle of the road solution. We, we were in a position where life is becoming impossible and if we had to pass through a region which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One to go out to the bitter end, blotting out the, the consciousness of an intolerable situation and the best we could, and the other was to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and willing to make the effort. Amen. Page 62, please. 62. Self-centeredness, we, we think is the root of all our troubles, driven by hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on our toes with our fellows, they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that sometime in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later places us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles we think are our own. Making. We arise out of ourselves, and the alcohol is an extreme example of self will run riot. Although he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, the alcohol must, say, must be rid of the selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And, when, and there often seems to be no way of entirely getting rid of rid, uh, self without his aid. <clears throat> Many of us had moral and physiological 
theological convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would like to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness uh, much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed for freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things happened. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new life flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 76, please. 76? Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> when we were ready, we say something like this. My creator, right? Now I'm willing to let you should have all of me. Good and bad. I pray that now that you remove me from every single defect of character which stands in my way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out there and do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Amen. Page 86, please. 86. On awakening. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day uh, before we even begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking Him to divorce us from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with insurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we face the decisions we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration and a thought or a decision. We relax, we take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come up we try this for a while. What? What used to be the hunch of occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still in experience and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all obscure actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we have found that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We, amen. We usually conclude with a period of meditation 
with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few said prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggesting about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves, we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. We are then in less much danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easy. For we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Page 416, please. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. I have been drinking the result of a compulsion. You know, I have not been aware of that compulsion at the time. And uh, sobriety is not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. Uh, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something something new. And there was a certain sense of security in the familiar. And the last attempt has proven the key to my drinking problem. After I've been around AA, for seven months, tapering off of pills, taking off, tapering off of alcohol and pills. I'm not finding the program working very well. I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, stranger may seem, even though I don't get my permission, really, really, and I'm alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not once to compulsive to drink. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm disturbed is because I find some personal place, thing, or situation, or some fact of my life unacceptable to me. When I can find no serenity until I accept that personal place, thing, or situation being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the time, at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person in every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I wanted you. I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. 
For years, I was sure that the worst thing that can happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I am better off if I don't give advice. Don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life terms as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Accepting has been the answer to all my marital problems. But through AA, had given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, she was a shy, scrawny adolescent. I was able to see things of her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for me to talk to, and a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It's true. I, I, it was as I had rather than a mind says it turns everything into gold, a magnifying mind that magnifies whatever uh, it focuses on. Over the years, I thought about Max and her good qualities grew and grew, and we were married. And all these fine qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she reduced a little bit more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day at AA, I was told that I had my lenses on my glasses backwards and the courage to change in the serenity perfect meant not that I should change my marriage, rather than I should change myself and learn to accept myself as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long drunk log, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes, but when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day, and when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself how important is it really, how important is it, compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety, and when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than uh, anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while I'm waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to Him. However, it turns out, that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. He said in effect, 
if you have a resentment you wish you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person, place thing, or since you, uh, that, if you will pray for that person, that for that. <laughs> God, I keep losing my place. If you will ask for your prayers to be everything that you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health or prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even though I don't, even if you really don't mean it, and you, your prayers are just words, and you don't really mean it, go ahead, do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find them come to mean it and want it for them. And then you will realize where you feel bitterness and resentment and hatred. You now feel compassion, understanding, and love. It worked for me then, and it worked for me many times since then. And it will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, but it always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. And another great man says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what he ought to do because he wants to do it. This great experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. There's just really another interpretation of the truth I know. I get everything I need when I get everything I, I, <laughs> I get. Mm-hmm. What I need, I invariably find it's just what I wanted all the time. Amen. Page 100, please. Both you, both you and the new man must walk day by day of oh, Spiritual progress, the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Page eighty three, please. Eighty three. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations we used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Page 85, please. If you can let up on our spiritual program to have action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We must be cured of, this, of alcoholism, but <clears throat> what we really have is a daily reprieve for the conscience of the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry out that vision of God's will into all of our activities. How may I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts that must go with us constantly. We're, we can exercise them along, or we can exercise our willpower along the line all we wish is a proper use of the will. Many of, many of us have. Michael, I need glasses. <laughs> What has already been said about 
receiving strength and inspiration and uh, direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed his directions, we have got to sense of his flow and his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have had to begin developing a just uh, vital success, but we must go further. That means more action. Amen. Page 43, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. Except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Deanne, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Thank you very much for coming in here. Let's go ahead and close with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back.